I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if it wasn't for people that that believed in me. So I just want to give a big uh, shout out and salute to Aubrey Flynn, who, who's, who's my mentor, somebody who, who really opened up the door for me to, to do what I'm doing now. Welcome to Worthy for 30, a podcast hosted by Eric Tash. Eric is a brand marketer who spent time in both the startup and corporate worlds. Throughout his career, he's come across remarkable leaders who set clear examples for how to do good and give back. Eric sits down with some of the most sought-after entrepreneurs and C-suite executives to discuss how they're able to unlock deeper meaning in their work by infusing their core fundamental values. Worthy for 30, where doing good and doing well meet. Good afternoon. I'm your host of Worthy for 30, Eric Tash. With me is a friend and former colleague, Aubrey Flynn, who is the owner and CEO of Goal Supply and Goals Media Group. Welcome to the show, Aubrey. Thanks for having me, Eric. It's a pleasure. Uh, absolutely. So Aubrey and I, about dating myself here, about 10 years ago, worked together. I was at Buddy Media, helping brands, advising brands how to scale their social media presence. Aubrey was the director of digital marketing for Blue Flame Group, which is part of Shaw and Diddy Combs' empire. And he was responsible, not just for Ciroc Baca, which is one of the brands that, that Sean Combs owns, but all of the properties were his counsel, you're his digital counsel. With yes. At that time, it was my responsibility to oversee and manage the digital strategy for the portfolio of brands. And so that was and a Bad Boys, uh, Sean John. Uh, so at, at a certain point, my team was managing the social media, the digital advertising, and the e-commerce uh, and more for those brands in his portfolio. Excellent. And then, uh, so when we were working together on Ciroc specifically, uh, again, you were doing everything. You were, And at that time, you know, social networks weren't as advanced or sophisticated. There wasn't really, no one was talking about direct-to-consumer, but you were, you were, again, leading the charge on around digital innovation. You know, digital innovation. And before we get to talking about your current entrepreneurial endeavors, love to understand some of that digital innovation that you were able to uncover and execute for the Combs portfolio. At that time, like you mentioned, social media was in a different place. So for us, it was really about pushing the envelope with our partners because they were all learning and navigating how to leverage social media for business. We're yeah. talking about time when Liquor advertisers were really vetting compliance on places like Twitter. Do 71.6% or more of the users on a platform, are they actually of legal drinking age? Can we even market on these platforms? So we helped the teams on the back end <clears throat> before they rolled out their advertising products, navigate the needs for advertisers, and then we got early access to a lot of those advertising products across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. So that was a big part of the role and responsibility, not just working with Diageo and Mr. Combs on strategy, but also partnering with those third-party advertising platforms, working with Apple Music and live action on campaigns. So that, in a nutshell, is the scope of the work at that time. Excellent. And then from Blue Flame, I moved on to Common Ground Marketing, which you were also doing some, in some similar capacity. Absolutely. So in 2013, I was approached by the founders at Common Ground. They had just gotten the Verizon business and they opened up an office in New York 
They were based in Chicago. They flew me out to Chicago and said, hey, we'd love for you to help us run this office. It was my first time working on telecom. Mm -hmm. And by that time, I was really looking for something new. And it was a great opportunity. I got to work with the CMOs over at Verizon uh, on multicultural communications. Mm -hmm. And funny story, it ended up being one of the first deals that we negotiated for Verizon with Complex Media. And Complex ended up getting bought by Verizon and Hearst not too much longer. After that initial deal, word has it, there were hundreds of millions of dollars on the table. That was one of the precursors that taught me I need more skin in the game in order to really maximize my value in the industry. But it was a good time. It was a good time working with Verizon, working with Common Ground. Mm-hmm. and helping negotiate that deal with Complex. Excellent. And then before we get to relationships and getting more skin in the game, especially what you're doing now, you, uh, life came full circle or your career came full circle, right? And you went back to working with Mr. Combs after Common Ground? Yeah. yeah you know what, what happened? I want to say we kept in touch. There were some opportunities that I would send his way throughout the course of my time working with Verizon. And one night I was at, I was at an event and Mr. Combs was there and we ended up having a conversation and he let me know that he was restructuring. So I think that was a point where he started Combs Enterprises and he said, I'm going to have somebody reach out to you. I ended up getting a call and they asked me if I'd be interested in being the vice president of Combs Enterprises, where as before, like I mentioned, I was working on all those brands. It wasn't necessarily a formal, you know, in this role, it was a lot more organized and more of a formal arrangement as to how I would be working across the portfolio of brands. So yes, I ended up in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. No, I want to say 20, yeah, I think it was the beginning of 2014, 2015, Mm -hmm. taking on that role as VP of digital for Combs Enterprises. That was great. Mm -hmm. And speaking about real ambitions and Again, previously when you were working on the Verizon business and that acquisition, that deal that occurred, because again, you were, it sounded like you facilitated two parties to meet in terms of the complex Verizon Hearst. It there was pers- a lot of, there was a lot of persuading that was happening behind the scenes. Verizon was vetting their network, I want to say for the first time, where in the meeting, pitching the CMO on multicultural properties that were inclusive and complex was one of the ones at the top of the list. So. There were folks both on the agency side and on the brand side that didn't understand it. And there was a lot of conversation and negotiation, my part and the part of others. Shout out to the whole team at Common Ground that I worked with on this. But yeah, it's good to be a part of that history. It just shows the kind of value we can add behind the scenes. And like I said, it's really important that we start to promote ownership and equity so that our value is maximized by us and not by others. I love that. I love how you said that. Now, just fast forward, we'd love to understand and look for the, for more for the listeners to understand what you're currently up to. What's interesting is if you look at the big picture, back when I was at Combs Enterprises around 2016, I found myself at a point in my career where I had worked uh, on these Fortune 500 brands for years. And there were a few mentors that I had that had inspired me to pay it forward. So I was mentoring and providing opportunity to a lot of younger executives coming into the game. 
whether they were interns or managers or directors on projects that I was hiring for. And I wrote down a subjective, and that was to empower this generation to succeed in business. I basically wanted to scale what I was doing with businesses and with my mentorship. And that was while I was with Combs Enterprises. So I started sharing videos online and I was calling them sky's the limit videos because I was really trying to inspire folks that if you do use technology and the right tools, there really are no limits for you. And I went to Silicon Valley on business and met up with a nonprofit organization, created a blockchain platform with them called sky's the limit.org. And today we've provided access to over 50,000 entrepreneurs, access to mentorship and training on the nonprofit side. That was a great first step for me to see there's real value that we can bring to entrepreneurs in terms of mentorship and funding through technology. Now, remind you, this is like blockchain technology. This is 2015, 2016. So very early before crypto, before decentralized autonomous organizations, NFTs, et cetera, when it became the hype. Now, that was 2016 and 2019, I decided to really go into the private sector and create Goals Ventures. And Goals Ventures was, or is, an organization, an umbrella that, that I own that allows me to invest in my community. So all of the resources that we have access to through our partnerships and our relationships, et cetera, we are providing access to technology, tools, and training to small business owners and entrepreneurs that are underserved. So think people of color, think women, re-entering citizens, veterans, college students, immigrants, and more. But what ended up happening, my network took over and a lot of influencers started naturally and organically leveraging our tools and our services as well. So Goals Ventures basically was the hub. I'm doing business as Goals Media Group in Los Angeles. And Goals Media Group has engineered this Goals Toolkit that provides social media support, e-commerce support, digital advertising, and search listing all in one place. So small business owners can get their search engine rankings improved. They can mm-hmm. schedule and engage across social channels from one place. They can also update and revamp their website, all using the same tool. So you can consider us an alternative that's a little more accessible to Salesforce. When you Google Goals Media Group, you'll see dozens of five-star reviews from small business owners. you got real estate agents, lawyers, uh, doctors, consultants. But like I mentioned, even uh, some influencers like uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, his brand Indigo was launched using our toolkit and our services. Charles Barkley launched his brand Redmond Vodka nationwide using our toolkit. Uh, DJ Khaled has a new uh, men's grooming line called Bless. And those social channels were launched using the toolkit. Even Amazon, uh, Fortune 500 company. I think they're like Fortune 5, actually. Um, Probably at this point. Exactly, man. It's amazing. It's Judy. It's a new show with them called Judy Justice. And and they're using the platform. So shout out to Amazon. 
and also even 300 and Kevin Lyles and his group over at 300 Studios. Shout out to his big acquisition this year, major deal for them. So it's been a blessing to really pour into this community of underserved entrepreneurs. We have over 500 businesses on the platform now that are using the tools and the technology, over 500 brands. And to be able to create value while fulfilling that purpose, because if you really look at the big picture, there's a huge wealth gap in the United States. According to Deutsche Bank, it's going to cost the country $1.5 trillion a year if we don't do something about this huge wealth gap in the country. So trying to upskill workers for the unemployed, trying to provide entrepreneurs with the tools and the technology and the training is our mission and our way of adding value to that cause. That's, uh, that's amazing. And just for the listeners, uh, I did not pepper Aubrey with the, the premise of my podcast because the podcast or for speaking or articulating the premise, which is speaking with business leaders like yourself, Aubrey, where you're able to do good while doing well. And again, it's, some people think it's mutually exclusive. Like, okay, if I'm so myopically or so laser focused on, on making money and being professionally ambitious, then I can't do good. I can't give back. You're proving it that it could be part and parcel of what you do on an everyday basis, which is amazing. No, I, I appreciate you for having this platform because it's very important for people to understand that that energy, in my opinion, is connected. You can't really expect to receive value without giving and sharing. I think once you begin to share that value up front, that's when people start to recognize what you add to society. And once you start to contribute to society, I think naturally and organically, you'll get the attention, the energy, and the response that you're looking for. So that's been our goal. Our goal has been really super serving this audience. So in addition to the software as a service, uh, because we know our entrepreneurs are so big into fashion and into beauty, we actually started developing our own products in a retail environment. So now we have uh, the Gold Store and we have Gold Supply Merchandise. Uh, our, our vision is to incorporate the brands in our network into our online retail experience while having our own owned and operated brands like Gold Supply, where if you scan the tag, there's a QR code in the back. If you scan the QR code, you'll actually get access to the software as a service, which is one of the first brands to really integrate software as a service into fashion and merchandise. And that's, uh, that's incredible. And, and uh, I'll include the links to your website uh, or websites and to your business. One other thing that I also want to mention is I'm an avid follower of, of Aubrey on social media. And one thing I want to point out is there are a lot of these tech entrepreneurs or talking heads who are like, you got to work hard and you got to do X, Y, Z. Very a lot of puffery, a lot of like high level, just hustle type culture where in Aubrey's content, it's this is how you optimize your website. This is how you develop content for your business. You're giving very practical tips. So is that part of, is the reason why you're, again, dispensing these free, very invaluable tips to the people who are following you? Is that part of that mission? Is that a manifestation of that mission that you just articulated? Again, if you look at the big picture, it's all about empowering this generation to succeed in business. So my focus is providing that value upfront with tips, training, and tools. If you call 833-GOALS-TV 
24 hours a day, there's a real person there that can answer frequently asked questions. Like you said, if you go on my social media, you'll see a bunch of tips, tools, access to training. Uh, a lot of this is complimentary because we are literally investing in our community. Over 150 businesses every month get access to free software, training, and toolkits for business. So it's absolutely aligned with the mission and the purpose, and it's very intentional. So when you see us uh, providing that consultation pro bono, it's right. certainly the way of us investing in our community of entrepreneurs. Excellent, excellent. And I, I do want to and do want to bring up. I tr I always try to find this call to action. Right, you're essentially lowering the barrier to entry for underserved minority entrepreneurs to get access to information more easily. So this way they can help scale their business, help get their business off the ground. One thing that, one data point that I just find so fascinating is that there's hundreds of billions of dollars in venture capital that go to founders, that have gone to founders this year. But I think I saw in TechCrunch 1.2, 1.3% of that has gone to black or minority entrepreneurs yeah. and founders. What can we do right now? What can we do to get these entrepreneurs that you're talking about to the table? and say, shoulder to shoulder, there's, it's equal. Yeah. I love that question because McKinsey released some data that says these African-American-owned businesses are somewhere around $280 billion in equity. So we're talking about a lot of money on the table here that isn't being invested in. Now that we're in this downturn, it's the unofficial recession, but BCs are talking about spending less money right now. So who are they going to? They're going to women. They're going to African-Americans, people of color that know how to do more with less. So it's unfortunate that it takes these crises for people to shift their focus. It takes a George Floyd incident for the world to finally realize that there's an underserved community. So what can we do to your question to really maximize the value of these businesses? What we're doing, number one, is providing these entrepreneurs with access to training so that they can actually develop their business. It's more difficult to get and maintain funding when you don't have a real business case. You don't know where your audience is. You, don't, you, you can't really tune in on your return on investment vehicles. So we help you hone in on all of that with the training and the tools and the technology services that we provide. But the next step, we've acquired Goals TV so that we could really provide that tech news and those interviews from the VCs. We're going to be inviting them on to talk and have conversations with our community and inviting them to participate in those businesses as well. So I'll give you an example. I mentioned Charles Barkley and Redmont Vodka. We were able to connect Charles with the folks over at SPB, and they have their investment group behind them, Fortress, that ended up bringing in his brand into Logan's in the Southeast. So that was an example of us leveraging our network of investors, bringing them in to support one of the brands in our community and it actually leading to some positive impact on the business. So we want to scale that. 
with Goals TV by inviting even more limited partners, more VCs on and connecting them with the hundreds of entrepreneurs and small businesses in our network. That's amazing. And if we want to watch episodes of, of Goals TV, where can we find it? Where can we go? GoalsTV.com. It'll be coming soon. Right now, it's work in progress. Right now, you'll see training videos. You'll see business news featuring small business owners. We were just in Lamert Park recently talking to some of the Black-owned businesses in Los Angeles. So a lot of entrepreneur stories and business news now. And I think the real value is going to be connecting those small business owners to, to venture capital. And then connecting those small business owners to more customers. And that, that to me is the void that we fill. We're a one-stop shop where small business owners can come in, get the training and the education, get the tools, get some accessible services to help get them more customers through the door. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to go ahead and plug in that VC component with Goals Ventures, Goals TV, really connecting them with entrepreneurs and other venture capitalists to help them with their finances. Oh, that's uh, that's incredible. Again, providing the desperately or va desperately needed services and, and capabilities and education, which is just key. Because again, it's the operative word is education. Because yes, there's a lot of free information there on the internet, but as you and I know, there's a lot more noise in their signal. And you're providing the signal to these entrepreneurs. You're like, here's here are practical, actionable pieces of education that you can use and apply to your business today, not even tomorrow or a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks from now. It's like it's right now. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, going back to the relationships and going back to the entrepreneurial pursuits, I I'd be remiss not to mention a couple episodes back. I had one of your former team members, one of your former employees, Los Antonio, who's gone on from, based on your tutelage and experience has gone on to some great things and no sleeping in the trophy room. And one of the things that, that just is so remarkable is that he spoke, he had a similar sort of sentiment that, that you just expressed where it's, I had mentors and the mentors it pulled me aside and they said, Aubrey, you should not do this. You should evaluate this opportunity. And Los was very effusive in saying, Aubrey helped open a lot of doors for me as I was coming up through the ranks, working with you at Blue Flame. And I imagine Los is not the only person who's worked with you who would say such nice things and not just nice things of the impact. So when it comes, so my question is, when it comes to legacy, and you mentioned you came to a point in your career, could you articulate what you want your legacy to be? Is it that blend of personal and professional ambition and serving your community, building value? You mentioned you're a husband, a, a dad, just all those things combined. We'd love to hear from you, your, again, your perspective, just based on what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Legacy is, a, is an important work, and I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to work with Sean Diddy Combs for 10 years and help him build his billion-dollar empire. So for me, it was, what do you do now with this amazing experience? Even before working with Puff, I was an entrepreneur. I had Toyota and Pepsi as clients in my past life. What do you do? How do you help? Because they're guys like Lowe, and I got a lot of love for Lowe's and Kaito and Dion and all the guys that I helped get on board at Combs Enterprises. But how do you scale that? How do you scale that? My vision is to get 30,000 businesses on our platform by 2025. Because 
again, my legacy, I want to be attached to helping decrease the wealth gap in the United States. Through working with Diddy, I realized ownership is really the key to wealth in America. You can work for some great companies and some great people, but when you have ownership of your assets, you can hand them down to your family members, your children. Mm -hmm. And that's where the real legacy starts to come into play. So for me, it's really looking at which 30,000 plus businesses can we reach by 2025 and help empower them with tech tools and training so that they can get more customers, increase their bottom line, really create a sustainable business, and then connect them with a network of VCs and capital uh, so that they can sustain and grow and scale. Building a community using the technology that exists right now is what I'm focused on as far as legacy, but doing it in a way that we all can own. And blockchain tokens, this new economy, is creating a clear path to how we can exchange value without giving up so much of our equity. So it's really about the thought leaders, the folks with the experience, the network, and the education collaborating to get this done. And I'm, that's where I'm spending my time these days, really figuring out how we're going to leverage Web3, the metaverse, decentralized autonomous organizations to circulate that value within our community. I think entrepreneurs, small business owners, they hire 90% of the workforce. So when you think about that, you realize that tapping into small business owners first as the influencers to, to socialize this movement is really key. So I, I believe if we can get to 30,000 small business owners and have them empowered with the tools to really circulate that value within yeah. this community of underserved businesses that will be on a path to ownable, equitable wealth. And having a lasting, not just an immediate, but or over time impact, but a lasting impact. So I know we're running up on time. My last question is for the person who's going to listen to this conversation and who's Again, on the fence about starting something, whatever something is, what's your advice to them? My mantra is done is better than perfect. So every day when you wake up, use your to-do list to get things done. And today is not going to be a perfect day. Tomorrow is not going to be a perfect day, but we can get a lot done and it'll get us that much closer to the goal. I think when we think about productivity as a word, to me, that's my motivation. Uh, my motivation, my, my inspiration is getting things done, getting over limitations successfully. That is our trademark. That's the acronym for goals. Get over all limits successfully. But in order to get over limits, you have to practice. You have to put forth the effort and you have to stay focused on getting things done. And that requires determination. It requires commitment. It requires resilience because things aren't going to happen overnight. So patience is a virtue. Done is better than perfect. Start chipping away at your to-do list and find solace and value in one thing at a time. 
every time I check something off my to-do list for the day, it's a small sense of pride in myself. I don't have to conquer the universe today. I can check three, four things off the list and go to bed. I know <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty monumental when you think about it. It's like three or four things for work, but then you think about, okay, my kids have to go do this and do that and other responsibilities outside of just work. So it's uh, again, maintaining that balance. But the, the compounding interest on those three or four things every day, I think is what really adds up. It's not about the sprint, like the great Nipsey Hussle said, it's a marathon. So stay focused on the long-term investment. Just know that your business is your most valuable asset is you, your time, your energy, your resources, right? The money that you're investing into yourself is going to pay off, in my opinion, better than any stock investments or retirement fund and could do even more than your real estate investment. When done right, I would encourage those entrepreneurs listening to really invest in yourself, give yourself five to 10 years. Look, funny story. I was interviewed a few years ago, a few years ago, probably like 10 years at this point about what I saw the future as. And I was talking about having my own hologram virtual version of me consulting online. Here we are 10 years later, we're using artificial intelligence, part of our training. And I'm about to have my own artificial intelligence avatar that's going to consult online. So literally making that happen, it took 10 years to get. So I was just talking 10 years ago, but here we are 10 years later and it's coming to fruition. So it's really about establishing that vision, going after it and making it happen. A absolutely. It's betting on yourself. Done is better than perfect. Patience is a virtue. These are all, again, great tips, again, to uh, maintain that mindset that it's not going to happen overnight. There's no overnight success. As, as much as Twitter and the stories you hear on LinkedIn of, I, went, I started from zero, now I have a billion dollars. There's a lot of hard work involved. And Aubrey, I really do appreciate, and the listeners, I hope, Appreciate all the advice, the insights, the inspiration, the enlightenment that you provided this afternoon. So really do appreciate your time. No, thank you for the time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate Worthy for 30. I appreciate you, Eric Tash. I appreciate the listeners and anybody that took the time to, to check us out today. So definitely check us out, goalsmediagroup.com. You can sign up. We're giving 150 toolkits to small business owners every month that comes with access to workshops and training on social media, e-commerce, digital advertising and search engine optimization. And you can always check out goldsupply.com for our merch, or you can always scan the, the QR codes and the tag to get access to even more tech tools and training for business. So appreciate you guys for giving us some time on your platform. Uh, 100%, 100%. And I'm going to include other links to, to Goals Media, to Goal Supply, Goals TV, as well as Aubrey's social media handle. So you can follow him on Twitter, on Instagram. Again, he is dispensing actionable. And I don't want to take, I don't want to sound or take this lightly, actionable tips. Actionable. These aren't yeah. tips that you just easily gloss over. These are things you can implement right now. Aubrey, yeah. thank you again. No, thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform or subscribe.